Hello and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It is Tuesday, the 13th day of June, 2023. I'm going to say something and I'm going to be very blunt here. If you dare to tell me you are supporting the fat man, the joker, Chris Christie on the Republican ticket, please never speak to me again. The traitor, the little fat guy, Chris Christie is right now on television saying, why not blame Donald Trump for having those documents in his possession and refusing to turn them over? He is trying very desperately to damage the reputation of the leading political candidate, the leading opposition party representative against Joe Biden. Chris Christie might as well just go ahead and register as a Democrat right now and throw his support behind Biden. If you dare to tell me that Chris Christie is a qualified candidate for president, I will tell you to kiss my lily white butt. There, I said it. Chris Christie, another traitor to the conservative movement, along with Mike Pence. Neither one of those guys will ever have my vote. In fact, I'm telling you right now here today, I would probably vote for Kamala Harris before I voted for Chris Christie. He is the epitome of a pandering politician. Now that is a bold statement for me to make. What an absolute joke this clown is. As I said, it is the 13th day of June. We are just about to mid-year and the sickness in America continues. Newsweek has reported that Johns Hopkins University, that very famous medical center where many medical breakthroughs occur and where peer-reviewed studies used to prove things right or wrong, the Baltimore, Maryland University, that major hub of medical research in the U.S. and around the globe, has decided to change the definition of several words to please the progressive, liberal, woke Democratic Party supporting freaks of America. This organization, Johns Hopkins University, has decided that lesbians should not be called women anymore. The new term they've coined to describe females who eat at the Y, who play with scissors, and in their older years always seem to develop that distinctive waddle known as the lesbian limp. You know what I'm talking about. They should now be called non-man or non-men. N-O-N hyphen M-A-N or N-O-N hyphen M-E-N. Here's how the report from Newsweek Online began. Outrage has been expressed online at Johns Hopkins University over its non-binary inclusive definition of lesbian in their new glossary of LGBTQ plus terms. The Baltimore-based university, a major hub of medical research in the U.S., maintains an extensive glossary of definitions for terms relevant to the broad LGBTQ plus community, which is updated as the subject of gender and sexual identity changes. On Monday, the glossary's new definition of lesbian came under attack as the university defined the term as, quote, a non-man attracted to non-men, unquote. The update is meant to be inclusive of non-binary individuals who might still identify as lesbians. Let me break it down for you, my Truth Hurts program listeners. If a female born at birth as a female, you know, with a vagina, 
is attracted to and sexually engages with another female, born a female, you know, with a vagina, that has always been the definition of lesbian. Women licking women. But you see, now people like Dylan Mulvaney, who is really a failed man with his junk still intact, if he dresses like a woman and wants to eat at the Y, as they say, he now feels as if he should be able to identify as a lesbian, even though he has a penis. And if he's engaged in a, with a woman and his penis interacts with her vajayjay, he wants to be called a lesbian. Just, just sickness and twisted sickness continues. If a woman, born as a woman, decides to get an adedictomy operation, have a piece of her thigh meat fashioned into a fake penis and attached there at the bottom of the Y, she, who now wants to be called he, might still be attracted to women, and she, now claiming to be a he, wants to also be able to be identified as a lesbian. It is sick. It is twisted. Social media users accused Johns Hopkins of attempting to erase women. They also pointed out that the glossary's listing for gay men, which does not use similarly non-binary inclusive language, is an affront to women. Now, they continue to eat their own, I predicted correctly. That Newsweek article continues, The definition of lesbian prompted a backlash on social media as queer influencer and supposed lesbian blogger Ariel Scarcella tweeted, Why is a lesbian a non-man? but a gay person, not a non-woman. Progressive misogyny. Twitter user Amy Curtis added, What is this absolute nonsense? We are women. Ali London, who is critic of gender ideology, also waded in, as well as British TV talk show presenter Julia Hartley. She tweeted, What the actual F? So now we're not just reduced to being body parts or breeders or bleeders? or a mere subset of women, we're now non-men? I think the towel-headed, towel-wrapped folks over in the Middle East have the correct answer for the sickness that is the queer, gay, lesbian, transgender, pro-child mutilation movement disguised as the LGBTQ crowd. Those folks over there with the towels wrapped around their heads give an old world meaning to the term, get stoned. This is the Truth Hurts program. A few headlines today that kind of caught my eye. Christian doctor fired for not using a trans person's pronouns says standing up and affirming truth is the only way forward. Dr. David Makareth is a 60-year-old man who just lost his job as an emergency room doctor in the United Kingdom. He practiced medicine for 26 years. And why was he fired? He objected to using a hypothetical patient's preferred pronouns in a training exercise. He was fired for refusing to use transgender pronouns with patients. And he said his is not an isolated case. He's urging other medical professionals of faith to stand up and affirm truth in the battle over so-called gender ideology. Makareth told Fox News Digital, I told them, as a Christian in good conscience, I couldn't do that. His refusal led to his dismissal. His employer, of course, declared that failing to use a patient's preferred pronouns would fall under 
harassment under the United Kingdom Equality Act of 2010, and they used that to fire him. The doctor said he would never treat a transgender patient differently than any other patient, but to him, it's a matter of honesty. He said, if we are introducing a fundamental principle of dishonesty into medical practice, that has a very large impact on the quality of our health care. Of course, after being fired, he filed a lawsuit against his former employer for religious discrimination. He probably would have won in the United States, but over in Great Britain, he lost his claim before the Employment Tribunal three months later. Tribunal ruled his biblical beliefs on gender were incompatible with human dignity. The doctor said, if Christianity isn't protected by the Equality Act here in the United Kingdom, then surely the Equality Act is worthless. And I agree. The anti-discrimination law in the UK claims to protect citizens from being harassed or discriminated against for their religious beliefs or their gender identity or other characteristics. The verdict was partially overturned in May of 2022 by the Employment Appeal Tribunal. It is now supporting Makarath. But the tribunal still held that his firing had been justified and was upheld. I am going to say this, my friends. From now on, I want to be identified by my personal pronouns. Steve Z, Lord God King Bufu. You can refer to me as Steve or Mr. Z. Or when referring to me, I want you to say, Lord God King Bufu appreciates your support. Lord God King Bufu is how I identify and you shall call me that or I shall sue you for discrimination and bigotry. This is the Truth Hurts program. Ace Vincent of the publication The Stock Dork wrote an article entitled Unholy Showdown California Republicans storm out in protest as notorious anti-Catholic drag group receives honor. In an unexpected turn of events, Republican members of the California State Legislature staged a dramatic walkout during a ceremony designed to honor someone who identifies themselves as Sister Roma of the provocative anti-Catholic group Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. The timing of the walkout couldn't have been more divisive as the group is currently embroiled in controversy surrounding their involvement with the LA Dodgers. Known for their satirical mockery of Catholic beliefs, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence have often been a source of contention. Michael Williams is the drag queen who identifies itself as Sister Roma, particularly known for drag performances dressed as a Catholic nun, and that is an act that pushes the boundaries of religious and sexual expression. I'd like to see this asshat, Michael Williams, dress up in Muslim hijab and provoke the Muslims the way he's provoking the Catholics. He would not last five minutes in the streets, would be labeled as an infidel, and would be stoned to death, a fitting ending for his pathetic excuse for a life. The controversial invite-uninvite cycle of this group with the LA Dodgers, a beloved baseball team in highly Catholic Los Angeles, has attracted both criticism and support from different sections of the community. And this, of course, has led to a bunch of back and forth, a veritable tug of war between Catholic groups and sick, twisted queer activists. And of course, all of this infighting makes the Democratic Party happy. It didn't stop them from nominating Sister Roma for an honor as part of the Pride Month celebrations in LA. 
The decision seen by Republicans as a deliberate move to elevate anti-Catholic groups under the guise of celebrating queers resulted in a passionate protest. My friends, it is sickness. It is twisted perversion. But it's about damn time that Republicans begin to stand up to this sick aberration of human existence. I just wish the Republicans would do what they were elected to do and indict President Biden for his illegal possession of government documents in multiple locations. Where the hell is Kevin McCarthy? Where's the leadership of Steve Scalise? Why have there not been impeachment proceedings brought against Biden? Do you guys lack the balls? Or did we elect the wrong Republicans when we went to the polls? Speaking of people walking out, Oregon Republicans walked out on a culture war bill that is now threatening billions of dollars in school funds. In Portland, Oregon, funding for schools, literacy programs, and special education teachers in Oregon, a state where over 60% of third graders cannot read at their grade level, funding for those schools will be jeopardized because Republicans did the right thing and walked out. This walkout has stalled hundreds of bills and has now derailed the legislature for going on six straight weeks. Congratulations. The standoff over a bill that would expand access to abortion and child mutilation disguised as gender-affirming health care could scuttle much-needed education funding in a year where the stars were aligned for an Oregon budget. Tax revenues exceeded state economists' projections, which allow lawmakers to approve a record K-12 budget of $10 billion. But the education spending legislation has to have a vote from the state Senate, which has not been able to conduct business since May 3rd because of the righteous boycott of the Republicans. Time is running out because there are only two weeks left in this year's legislative session. Oregon's Senate Republican office said in an email, quote, it is critically important that we make sure education is fully funded, but the Democrats are using this as a political wedge. Democrats say that they will likely wait until the last session to pass a budget and that that isn't feasible and that school districts need a sense of potential funding by early July to begin planning for the upcoming school year. My friends, quit trying to ram all of these queer, aberrant lifestyle behavior bills before the public and we won't have to walk out. We won't have to stop running the government. Don't blame the Republicans for your own sick, twisted agenda. Don't do it, because we're finally, as a Republican Party, starting to realize that what is happening is causing the death of America. You need only look at Nancy Pelosi's district, which includes San Francisco, California, to see feces and urine running down the sidewalks, hundreds, thousands of homeless people living in cardboard boxes and tents, defecating on the streets, the sidewalks, in the private gardens of homes, polluting, destroying, leaving drug paraphernalia, used condoms, and other filth left upon the sidewalks, the streets, and the medians. And now, businesses are suffering at an increasing level to the point where they're leaving town. 
commercial real estate people are abandoning properties, letting them go back to the banks in foreclosure because no one wants to shop in San Francisco anymore. The city by the bay is turning into a giant toilet. Breck Dumas writes in the Fox Business publication, walking away, San Francisco mall owner hands the property back to the bank as exodus continues. Shopping center giant Westfield, Westfield who owns shopping malls around the country and indeed around the globe, is walking away from its San Francisco center mall. Only the latest major company to leave that California cesspool amid rampant crime problems. That's right. Westfield confirmed to Fox Business on Monday morning that the company and their partner Brookfield Properties earlier this month stopped making payments on a $558 million loan to secure that property. For more than 20 years, Westfield proudly and successfully operated the San Francisco Center, a sprawling, beautiful shopping mall. And now they're walking away. They've invested significantly over that time in the vitality of that property. Their spokesperson said, given the challenging operating conditions in downtown San Francisco, which have led to decline in sales, occupancy, and foot traffic, we have made the difficult decision to begin the process to transfer management of the shopping center to our lender to allow them to appoint a receiver to operate the property going forward. The departures continue. Right now, the mall has less than 55% occupancy. Most of Westfield's other properties around the country are 93% leased on average. Nordstrom is leaving. Other retailers are leaving. This is a sign and a signal, but the Democrats who run crap holes like San Francisco fail to understand it. They will turn this into some kind of racist issue. They'll blame racism for shutting down all the retail outlet in our our city because that's what they be doing then white peoples. Meanwhile, extortion warnings have caused the United States to halt their online asylum appointments at the Texas crossings. The gropey Joe Biden administration has stopped taking mobile app appointments to admit asylum seekers at Texas border crossings, which connect to a notoriously dangerous Mexican city. After advocates have warned U.S. authorities, migrants are being targeted there for extortion. You see, they're protecting the migrants, but they don't give a damn about you or I, the taxpayer. U.S. Customs and Border Protection gave no explanation for its decision to stop scheduling new asylum appointments through the CBP-1 app at the Laredo, Texas crossing. Several illegal criminal lawbreaking trespassing invading immigrants claiming to be asylum seekers told the Associated Press that Mexican officials in Nuevo Laredo across the border from Laredo, Texas had threatened to hold them and make them miss their scheduled asylum appointments unless those asylum seekers paid off the Mexican officials. Humanitarian groups in Laredo say they recently warned Customs and Border Protection of the problems that certain groups were controlling access to the international crossing on the Mexican side of the border. Yes, 
corruption affiliated with the Biden administration. Imagine that. Hey, do me a favor. Look down at your feet right now. If you're wearing shoes, are you wearing anything made by Nike? I haven't worn anything made by Nike in years since they started pandering to certain minority causes at the expense of the vast majority of Americans. But now, Nike is celebrating Pride Month with what they're calling a gender-inclusive clothing line for Chirin. Nike has once again come under fire for its involvement in promoting what critics describe as radical grooming agenda. The latest controversy stems from Nike's plan to release new gender-inclusive clothing for Chirins just in time for Pride Month. According to an email from the Daily Wire, Nike employees were informed about the upcoming clothing line, which might be unveiled as early as today, June the 13th. In addition to the clothing, the email outlined various programs and events that Nike has planned for the remainder of Pride Month. This year's celebration theme for them, Together We Are Undeniable, emphasizing the ongoing fight for equality and the right to self-expression within the queer aberrant behavior lifestyle community. One of the events mentioned is a panel discussion featuring Dr. Blair Peters, a surgeon who identifies as queer and specializes in mutilation of human beings for the purpose of making them pretend to be a gender that they are not. Dr. Peters previously shared tweets boasting about removing Peters, you know, gender-affirming removals, bottom surgery as it's called, and of course mastectomies for little girls, young adults, adolescents, but those tweets have since been deleted. The company schedules what they call family-friendly drag story time and is sponsoring a film called Changing the Game, which promotes transgender athletes. And now they're going to call their new clothing line Kids One Fit. It's like an episode of some sick, twisted sci-fi movie from the 70s, where everyone dresses the same, everyone looks the same, all the haircuts are the same, breasts are either removed or taped down, men are forced to tuck their junk in behind their ass cheeks, so that everyone looks and dresses and acts exactly the same. This is not the first time Nike has faced criticism for aligning themselves with the aberrant lifestyle crowd. You might recall they recently collaborated with a gay group in Memphis, Tennessee to sponsor Queer Youth Field Day for Turin, age 13, up to age 25. My friends, if you have a swish on your feet today, please don't come anywhere near me. I want nothing to do with you. Meanwhile, ABC News is promoting claims that it is, quote, genocidal, unquote, to not transition your three-year-old. You heard me correctly. Establishment media have allowed gender ideology to entirely corrupt their journalistic practices, with some media outlets trying to incite fear in the same parents they have convinced to put their children through irreversible sex changes. ABC News, which is owned, by the way, by the sick, twisted Walt Disney Company, is the latest to take the baton. They published a wildly irresponsible piece about how laws restricting gender-affirming care have prompted some families to move. The headline of the piece begins with the word genocidal in quotes, as one parent told ABC News that Texas felt very genocidal for not allowing children to undergo irreversible sex changes. 
Yes, Texas feels genocidal because the state won't let children who lack the capacity to consent to any adult decisions, especially life-changing alterations, be pumped full of hormones and permanently disfigured through sex chain surgeries. You thought Auschwitz was bad? You thought blacks rounding up blacks and selling them into slavery in black slave markets was bad? Here's how the Disney-owned ABC News describes the case of one family. Quote, Elsa's parents describe her as wise beyond her years. She had expressed that she was a girl from an early age and guided her parents through her gender journey, asking to wear dresses, change her name, and to be referred to as a daughter by her parents. The problem is, the child who is oh so wise beyond her years happened to be a three-year-old little boy when he declared that he was a girl person, which immediately began his gender journey. His parents have been preparing him for hormones and surgery ever since. He's seven years old now, and ABC News sees no need for skepticism or a conversation about ethics. This isn't just supposed to be normal and legal, it's supposed to be beautiful and necessary, according to our esteemed members of the press. This is blatant propaganda of the worst kind. Think about this. How many little boys ever decided to play with dolls or play dress-up when they were three, and then grew up to be perfectly normal, heterosexual guys? The parents of this now seven-year-old little boy pretending to be a girl was this, this little boy was egged on, he was prompted, he was pushed. His sick, twisted parents should have said, look, Johnny, at your penis. This makes you a boy. You may not like it, but you are a boy. I may not like not being a multi-billionaire. I can't just identify as one. I can't just wake up tomorrow and say, I want to identify as a billionaire. Give me a Bugatti, give me a yacht, Give me a penthouse on the 93rd floor in some high-rise, multi-mega-millionaire condo. I just can't do that. The blatant propaganda of media outlets such as ABC News and the so-called medical researchers they cite are telling parents that their children can indeed be the wrong sex and should be permanently disfigured, altered, both physically, chemically, and emotionally in an attempt to become the opposite sex, and that this should come at any age, even a three-year-old. Just whack off his penis, fashion a fake vagina, and tell this boy he's a girl. Can you imagine on prom night? <laughs> Parents of children who aren't even old enough to be in kindergarten are being told that their children will likely kill themselves if they don't begin the change process immediately. It is likely that these parents are true leftist believers, or they've been severely misled by activists masquerading as journalists and so-called medical experts who are happy to disfigure their children for the right price. After all, follow the money, right? The rhetoric is twisted, sick, and deranged. Your three-year-old child cannot be wise beyond their years. Your three-year-old child is certainly not wise enough to be sent down a path of permanent mutilation to his body. It's not genocidal to say your children shouldn't be sent down this irreversible path of chemical and surgical alterations that many will grow to regret. But ABC News, owned by Disney, is happy to promote this 
because it is ideologically committed to transgender activism. This outlet and others like it have disgracefully abandoned ethics, journalism, and all sense of common sense to partake in what will likely be remembered years from now as a sinister political push by twisted activists and a money grab by the so-called medical establishment to lead to the permanent disfigurement of children who will most certainly grow up and realize that, oops, I screwed up. And then they'll sue their parents and then they'll try to sue the hospitals because after this fad, this sick, twisted fad like the pet rock or the Tamagotchi or the Pokemon card fades into oblivion, these children will grow up to be adults with sick scars, mutilation evidence, and no more sense of want, belonging, care, or true love than they received when they were three years old. My friends, I've run out of time for this sick, twisted edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a great day, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye for now.